Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. Everybody, welcome into another episode of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It is episode number 557, presented by the City of Vineland. It's KB coming at you from Underground Studios. And by the way, of the Pitts Cave, it's the people's champ, the host with the most, my guy, Mr. Patty Pitts. What's popping, all my peeps? It's great to be back in the Underground. One of my favorite places to be. You know what I was thinking about today, Pitts? You know, not that I am... Or I think you're on the same page as me with this. I could be wrong, but Matt and I are big don't-rush-our-summer type people. Yeah. We are summer enjoyers, summer enthusiasts. Yeah. People just like to rush summer. So don't rush our summers. But I was thinking about stuff today as we progress towards the busy season here at Underground Sports Philadelphia, which is PLL playoffs, football... All that good stuff. Um, you know, since you've been, since last football season, like midway through, you became a constant on the, the Sunday shows. We're, we're going to be able to talk football all football season on the Sunday shows. I know, it's going to be nice. Talking football, you got a place to do it. Doing it here. It's, I mean, it's going to be easy talking about your Eagles. I'll give you that. Um, Patriots, that's ah, up in the air. Ah. Yeah, let's take our, you know, what are they called? Those militia rifles? What are they? Uh, what are the, what are those guns called? Muskets. Muskets. They mu- musket fire. Yeah. Militia rifles. Militia rifles. Tomato potato. Whatever. I'm just descriptive. Uh, <laughs> we'll take those muskets and just fire at all those eagles in week one. That's that's what I'm hoping. I I really hope the eagles bring Nick Foles with them on Brady Day. That's not fair. That's fuck. That is. That is so evil. Shake his hand. Shake his hand. That would be next. Like if Nick Foles, Nick Foles' music hits and just dreams and nightmares, and he walks out of the tunnel as Brady. Chris Long just the the tweet just gets vocalized by Chris Long. Anybody could have gotten it that night. (laughs) And then it hits to dreams and nightmares. Oh no, I would not be happy about that. But no, it's gonna be awesome for football. This year, I'm very excited for it. Uh, training camp, getting the updates, seeing the clips that I have. It's getting me back in that football spirit with with every team around the league, honestly. And fantasy, too. Uh, I'm finally getting a little bit of that fantasy bug again with drafts coming yeah. up. And that's just sneaking up on us. My, my draft is so close because – so Mikey's our commissioner. Yeah. For the league that I've been in for a decade now. Two-time champ right here. Um, but shout out to Mikey. He's going to be a dad. A dad. Uh, I saw that man behind the relatively bump. soon. Um, yeah, looks. So it. our draft is a little bit earlier this year to coincide with the birth of the baby. Um, 
so I am not prepared for fantasy. You should. <clears throat> he just so texted find me tonight. Do you, do you have your keepers? And I was like, oh, uh, I haven't looked at my keepers who are potential keepers since the season ended. So I locked in my keeper as Jonathan Taylor, and um, I might have Whoopsies. to switch that out. <laughs> Someone's saying it's either him or A.J. Brown. And AJ I think Brown I might be keeping be three bad. wide receivers. Yeah, A.J. Brown I was told to keep because of the season he had last year. But I also had him, Amon Ron, and someone else. So I have like, Devontae Adams, I have Devontae Smith, and I have D.K. Metcalf. You, sh- you should rename your team the Triple D's. <laughs> Throw some D's on that. Throw some D's on that, bitch. Throw some D's on it. Yeah. Fantasy's gonna drive me insane, no, like it always Uh-oh. does. Um, we got a fun show for you guys tonight. Um, we're gonna talk Phils. We're gonna talk Trey Turner, Trey Shiesty. Um, we're gonna talk about fans on the field. Um, I went to Camden Yards this weekend as I was in Baltimore for the PLL and uh, saw a fan on the field live, which talk about that um we'll talk about the the standings across baseball now that post trade deadline um all that good stuff we'll talk some eagles as they signed a couple players today as we record this on sunday night um and they had open training camp as well uh on sunday for the fans and then uh we got some other fun stuff that we'll t- we'll get into but before we get into all of that Make sure you guys are following us on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, threads, at UndergroundPHI. Uh, you can follow Pitsy on Twitter, at Pat underscore Pits, and on Instagram, and threads at Pitsy35. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311, Instagram, and threads at KBIZZLE11. Uh, subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple, Spotify, wherever you decide to consume your podcast from. Leave a five-star rating and review. It goes a long way for helping this show continue to grow. Helps us with some awesome plans we have coming up, uh, you know, over the next calendar year or so. Um, so the more you subscribe, the more you leave a five-star rating and review. Uh, it really does help us continue to take this thing to the next level. Um, plus, you get to listen to some really dope content twice a week from us on the podcast feed. Um, also, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's where you get full video episodes of this show twice a week, like I mentioned. Uh, you get clips, shorts, live streams, every podcast on our network in full video form, all that good stuff from outside the box to top bins, getting the whole F1 Underground uh, streamer season and this pod. Of course. Uh, so go subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're at 523 subscribers right now. Need to get to 600 by the end of this month. And it's not looking good for our pal DJ right now, Pitsy. As, uh, Dude, need to get to 1,000 before September 4th. Otherwise, when you see Deej and I at PLL quarterfinals, that may be the last time you see him for quite some time because he's going to be getting on a plane from Gillette Stadium all the way out to Alaska. Oh, that's just, we can't have our buddy going out to Alaska like that. That's just, no, um, Kalamazoo's already cold enough and already sounds more out there than Alaska. <laughs> like, and we can't have him moving farther west. So go subscribe to the YouTube channel, um, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. And like I mentioned, this show presented by the city of Vineland. 
And whether you're a company looking to expand, relocate, or you're a new business startup, selecting the right location is critical to your success. Finally, New Jersey offers both an affordable business location and an excellent quality of life. The city's economic development department is a one-stop source for making your project uh, for moving your project through the development and approval process. Their goal is to make this process as smooth as possible and to provide the fastest turnaround times in the region. If you're considering potential locations for your operation, contact the Vineland Economic Development Team at 856-794-4100. That's 856-794-4100. Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. And big thank you to Security 21 Security Systems and Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated for their continued support of this podcast. We got a lot to talk about, Pitsy, with the fighting Phils. They uh, they take two out of three from the Not Kansas big. City Royals. Should have been a sweep, but, you know, beggars can't be choosers. It's brought to you by our awesome merch partners at PHI Apparel Company, the best in the game. Uh, there's no doubt in our minds that you will stand out in the crowd when you're rocking your merch from PHI Apparel Company, whether it's any of the amazing designs on their website from Mr. Met getting choked out by the Philly Fanatic uh, to Underground Sports Philadelphia merch. All of our podcasts on the network have exclusive merch. It's our exclusive merch provider. Get your Philly dog shirt. Pitts, I don't know if you saw this. We talked about it, I believe, on Wednesday's show. Mm-hmm. The Georgia Bulldogs Philadelphia Eagles contingent on the team right now. There's seven of them. Seven Georgia alum. They have a group chat. The group chat name is Philly Dogs. Philly Dogs. So they definitely watched the, the show. They've heard of us. We made that shirt in April before half of them were drafted. <laughs> I'm, that's what I'm saying. I, think... I, need, I need an Eagles PR person so we can send these shirts to the guys. There's definitely a contact you can find. Find their SID. Even if it's just Nick Sirianni who wears it. He is known we just, to wear we fan a, shirts. That's the thing. We just need someone in the building to be repping this shirt. And then, then it puts once us on the does, map, it puts PHI Apparel Company on the map. It spreads like wildfire. And it's a great shirt. We don't need that. It's a great shirt. It is a great shirt, though. It is a really good shirt. So you guys can go to PHI Apparel Company or PHI Apparel Company's website, phiapparel.co. And use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any and all merch orders at any time. And by the time you guys are listening to this, this is the final day you can use this code on all the football merch, including the Philly Dog shirt. You get 20% off with code KG20 for the return of the Kelly Greens. Kelly Green 20, KG20 for 20% off any of the football merch at phiapparel.co. Shout out to our awesome merch partners for being the best in the game. Being the best. Uh, Pitsy, the Phils take two out of three from the Royals. Um, going into the game, there was a hot debate in the streets about giving Trey Turner a standing ovation to let him know that we as Philadelphians, we as Phillies fans, have his back after he's been slumping all season. Um, it was it was interesting big time discourse on the interwebs. I see no problem with it. I think, you know, for a guy like Trey Turner, who is going through the worst slump of his career professionally, and a guy who signed on to be here for 11 years, like he's mm-hmm. here for the long haul, he's going to be here for the rest of his career, I think it's a good move to to show the guy that, hey, you're struggling, you need to know mm-hmm. that, you know, we have your back, we're, we're not giving up on you, let's give the guy, you know, some brotherly love, not some tough love. Oh, yeah. At the end of the day, 
people tend to forget that athletes are humans because they go out and they perform and they're this spectacle. But at the end of the day, they're human beings just like you and I. They go through mental struggles. You don't know what these guys are dealing with because of the struggles they're having at their job. You know, that's just, you know, that would be like you and I having struggles at our day jobs or struggles with podcasts, whatever it may be. And we do, we struggle, criticize every day for that. Yeah. Same thing. Like it's Trey Turner's job. Yes. He gets paid a lot of money to do his job, but he's going through it. I saw no issues with it. A lot of people online were just overthinking the whole thing. uh, Yeah. That's a good way to put it it is it's overthinking. That's saying that it was a bad move to do it. And it's like treating the guy like a -a make-a-wish kid. We treated Ben Simmons like a -a make-a-wish kid to encourage him to shoot a three-pointer. Yeah, no, this is so different. Um, it's not like he was going like through a so slump, different. Ben Simmons. It, it was he was refusing to do something that he needed to do. Yeah, it was like a baby not eating that carrots or something. Yeah, and you're like, like you can do it. Come on, Trey Turner's like, listen, man, we know I'm what you're trying, of. but I'm just going through it. And yeah, I thought so the different. moment, the moment was very cool. Um, you know, the, the video was posted by the Phillies, the pictures and everything of like everything going on, you know, the Phillies end up losing that initial game on Friday, which sucked. Um, but then we fast forward to, to Saturday back and forth game. Phillies had a lead Royals take the lead. I forget what inning it was off the top of my head, but Trey Turner comes up in a big spot, two runners on Phillies are trailing six, five. Needed the runs, needed the the moment. Comes the pitch, Trey Turner gets under one, swings to left field, three run home run. Trey Turner take the lead eight six. Trey gets a double to bring in another run. Trey Turner makes the final out of the game. It's storybook, man. It is. Even if for a regular season game, but for somebody to have that going on right now where like he just can't figure anything out and then he gets that moment to kind of like get the weight off of his shoulders the next day hits a home run for the first time in a month gets the final out of a game where he's been struggling defensively he posts on instagram that like you know he he feels the love and everything nick cassianos's mom put it the best on twitter in my opinion she said kindness always wins that always does kindness always wins that's a good way to put it because you need to be in this case it's a guy like that who's trying it's a little different if there was you know a bum who's just like half-assed walking out a grounder you know not hustling where Trey Turner's just like the you there are times in your career where you can have a mental blockage when you get to the plate and it just leads to an avalanche of a slump and to have encouragement that's what you need because all you have in your mind are negative thoughts about how the fans are reacting and how, oh, maybe it wasn't a good idea that I signed here for 11 years or whatnot. And all those, you know, just intrusive thoughts pop into your head and an athlete, it it dominates even more. So to have the fans do that, it's weird that you even said it was a debate. I feel like it's just something you do. And it's like, yeah, why not? Yeah. Let's just give him a standing O just like, let's go. You can do this. And I wouldn't, I think that's maybe the reason why people were uh, up in ours. Well, because the standing O really refers to someone that's sort of like an outstanding job where I would just refer to it as we got on our feet and cheered for him, mm-hmm. you know, and, and 
yeah, it's a little bit more words, but that's what you did. You know, you got on your feet and really got behind him a little bit more because that show, you know, it shows that you have confidence in him. That will ultimately lead to him having more confidence in himself that the city's behind him. And then look what happened on Saturday. Maybe he got that reception, felt it, and all those nerves and anxiety-ridden thoughts, they've, you know, kind of just fell off. Yeah, I mean, there there was an article uh, from MLB.com um, where Bryson Stott was, like, quoted um, talking about the perception uh, from the national media about Philly fans, like, Philly fans and Philadelphia as a sports town and everything, where he said, quote, in the media and all that, all you hear is how this place is terrible, you don't want to play here, they don't like their players, and blah, blah, blah. This is Philadelphia, and this is why we love playing here. Outside the playoffs, obviously, I think that was one of the coolest things I've seen, Stott said, of the past two days. Um, I was like, there. This is Philadelphia, and this is why we love playing here. And it's true. Like, Philly fans get such a bad rap from shit that happened 40, 50 years ago. Yeah. All you hear about is, oh, they threw batteries at J.D. Drew. They threw snowballs at Santa Claus. That is such outlier... Behavior. fandom behavior when you look at some of the stuff Philly fans have done like even on top of this Philly fans found Trey Turner's charity of choice and started donating money to the cancer research it's foundation something. that he yeah made. like awesome. that's what we do like that is Philly through and through and the national media just loves to spin the Santa Claus thing because it's lazy it's tiring you don't have to do research for it don't just you know it yeah I agree with that and it's like that is what makes Philadelphia so cool. There's those moments where you have players in this city who Trey Turner's going to remember this moment, I think, for the rest of his life. And that might sound crazy. That I, might I sound crazy. That. But that's a moment in Trey Turner's career where he's going through it. And to know the city that he chose because he wanted to play here wanted to reunite with his boys, reunite with Kevin Long, the hitting coach, and be part of something special after the Phillies go on that World Series run last year, he's going to know he chose the right place to spend yeah. the remainder of his career. And I think that's special for a player, like to be able to like experience that from the fans that are going to be rooting for you for the next decade. And like to see guys like Nick Castellanos up at the the railing of the dugout waving a, a towel for Trey, like the the camaraderie and the brotherhood on this team is so ridiculous. And I'm I'm in a Phillies Twitter like DM group for fantasy baseball league. I'm in love those humans. Um, and we always say that the Phillies have one collective brain cell, and we as a group chat have one collective brain cell. But, like, this Phillies team, the vibes that they just bring from Bryson Stott to Bryce Harper to Kyle Schwarber to Brandon Marsh, Trey Turner, Alec Bohm, JT, like, these guys, like, love each other. And that's the cool part about this team. Like, not many baseball teams can say they have a clubhouse and a locker room that play for one another. And you see that every time they're out there, whether it's win, lose, whatever it may be, you can tell they're frustrated when they lose because they want to win. And when they win, the vibes are just through the roof. Like the other night on Saturday, Ranger Suarez is under the table at media like time and everything for the press conference and pops his head up to scare the media. 
Like we are so that's back. Awesome. We're so that's back. So fun. Like that's awesome. the vibes of this team are just so <clears throat> immaculate, and it's so cool to experience it. And I'm I'm stoked. Trey got that moment for himself to kind of feel like he's back on track, and like doesn't have to worry about overcompensating at the plate in the field and can kind of just play loose again. Because I think the past month and a half or so, if not more, he's been playing tight. And he's been playing like he's got this weight of a $300 million contract on his shoulders. And I think that's what truly has been happening. And now that I think he, he knows that we're behind him, he knows that the city is behind him, I think that weight is going to dissipate quite a bit and Trey can get back to being Trey. I'd agree, I'd agree with that, yeah. Um, so the Phils take two out of three from the Royals. They win a big one today. Taiwan Walker, um, Siwan Walker, anyone, leads Major League Baseball in wins. And until further notice, wins are the most important pitcher stat, everybody. Don't forget that. Wins are the most important pitcher stat known to man out there to determine a Cy Young winner. I'm just letting everybody know that until further notice. I feel like that you're is, alluding to something. I just it's going right over my my head. Well, pitcher wins are are so uh, semantical. It's like quarterback wins almost. It's a team sport. Why does the pitcher get credited with the win? That is true. I didn't but like that. wins are the most important pitcher. But he, he's the one. Taiwan Walker has 13 wins, new career high. It's yeah. Oh, that's that's shout out to the boy, Taiwan Walker. I like Sion Walker. You can you could hashtag the shit out of that. That's he's he's got this. I'm totally going to this on Friday. By the way, uh, he's doing a charity event before the game out on the, like the concourse, like outside the stadium. Tacos. Taiwan's tacos. Yes, that's For brilliant. Two hours before the game, oh going God, to I... charity. Um, I want to pull this up. Because it's such a cool cause, and Taiwan Walker is one of the coolest players on the planet. I love him, and I love that he's a Philly. Um, looking here. Yeah. Uh, fourth annual Ties Tacos. Ties Tacos. All right. Tomato, potato. And it's outside Citizens Bank Park, third base gate from 430 to 630 on Friday, August 11th, benefiting Turning Points for Children. Ties Tacos. What what that's amazing. It's a great cause. It's a great You'll cause. You'll catch me there. I will be there. Hundred percent. So if anybody's going on Friday, uh from four thirty to six thirty, Ty's tacos. I'll be there. Shout out to the boy. Um thirteen wins though, new career high for him. Phillies go out. Kyle Schwarber breaks out of his slump that he's been in, hits a bomb deep to center field. Moonshot. Moonshot, if you will. Like and the Phillies here. now uh, gear up for the rest of this homestand. They have four against the Nationals starting on Monday. And then weekend series against the Minnesota Twins. All very winnable games. And Matt and I said on Wednesday, it'd be a successful homestand if you win 7 out of 10 at, at bare minimum. Yeah. They're at 2 out of successful. 3 right now. I think genuinely they should be able to sweep the Nationals in a four-game set. Easily. And yeah. Minnesota, you take two out of three, that gives you eight and two on the homestand. Pretty good. Pretty good. That's pretty good homestand to have, especially with how close the division is. Exactly. And, I mean, you know, you look at it right now, the Phillies are in prime wild card spot. 
which is where they should be, you know, because the Braves are not our competition, everybody. Remember that. The Braves are not the competition until the end. Even MLDS. I know that one. I the NLDS is when we worry about the Braves. Yeah, they're um, not in competition right now. I know that. But looking at the wild card right now, the Phillies, if the season ended today, would be the number one wild card. That's what matters. Pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good. good, Kyle. And you know who they'd be playing, Pitsy? Uh, would it be the Diamondbacks? It would not be, but it is a team from that division. It would be the Patriots. Ghosts of 2010 for your boy. Oh. Um, and Ghosts of pre-Joe Girardi. And it would be Gabe Kapler and the San Francisco Giants. Ew. Joe Girardi's on the Giants? Well, no, he was the manager after Gabe Kapler. Oh, correct, correct. Okay. But it would be right. Gabe Kapler and the San Francisco Giants against the Philadelphia Phillies, and I don't know how I feel about that. No, I don't either. No, I don't. I don't know how I like that. Although. Giants are a weird team. Phillies would be the home team based on some sort of semantic. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's wins again. I don't even know what it is, but they are li- they have the same record, They're but the Phillies are ahead of them for some reason. So the Phillies would be the home team, so the Giants would have to come out here, which would be nice. Oh, that's huge, yeah. Um, But the other wildcard team right now is the Chicago Cubs. Weird. Oh, they're a dominant team on offense, though, from yeah. what I remember with the run differential. They still rake, but can they pitch? That's no, the, I don't think they can. That's the real question. Um, but yeah, good good start to the homestand overall for the Phils. Um, they took three out of four in Miami too, which was fantastic because that place has been a house of horrors um, for so long for the Phils. Mm-hmm. So to take three out of four is huge to kind of separate and give you a little bit of breathing room ahead of the Marlins. Uh, yeah, the Phillies are currently three and a half games ahead of uh, in the standings, so that was huge. Um, also, fan on the field in Miami, just incredible. We posted that video on Instagram, and now Instagram allows you to directly share that to your Facebook page. We are going viral on Facebook right now, which is the most random, obscure place, but I guess it's fitting because. That's where we started our that's content. Where that's where it all began, bro. And when I tell you guys we're going viral, I'm not talking about like even Vineland football play viral yeah, in terms of posting um, from level. our personal accounts where that video has like 30,000 views on Instagram. Still good numby. That's good from yeah, fair to this shit. This fan on the field video has hit the Mark Zuckerberg algorithm like no other. <laughs> We are 35,000 plays, even though that sounds like a big number. In the grand scheme, it's like nothing, the way this video is going, from our first ever piece of content hitting a million views. How sweet it is, Kyle. How sweet it is. That's you best incredible. believe I'm going to post me on like a green screen pointing to that with Lil Wayne's a Millie playing. Millie, a Millie, a Millie, a Millie, Millie. A million views like a young money... <laughs> You're close. I, I, I try to help, but my brain froze. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of my reaction to this video. Just like, you told Pat- me that number. <laughs> and I was just like, my brain just froze. I was like, what? What? Pitts McConnell. <laughs> That's shut the fuck. 
No, like, no, yeah, uh, Mitchie Boy really did sum up my my reaction really well uh, to that when I found out it was in the 900,000s, close to a million. I mean, dude, we just we just know what Mark wants. Yeah. You know what those AIs are talking about? It's insane. Like, the video's been popping. Our Facebook page has more than doubled in follower size. That's what we like to see. That's the real stat. And like, pitcher wins. It's insane. Yes, exactly. Precisely. <laughs> precisely um so that's insane that we are hitting that milestone um hopefully sooner rather than later i would hope soon um but i witnessed my first fan on the field in person i'm pretty sure at camden yards this weekend when i watched the mets crumble in real time which was great i got to go to the orioles game while i was in baltimore this weekend uh on friday night great vibes um but with the Orioles being good, it obviously incentivizes great vibes. Yeah. Um, great atmosphere. I love going to Camden Yards. It's one of my favorite like stadiums in all of sports. Um, got to see the boy Cole Irvin pitch too, which was it's great. Plus, love seeing the boy. He got some some big outs there for the O's. Um, got to see a fan on the field there in person, which was insane. Dude, and watching the Mets crumble. Up. Watching the Mets crumble in real time was a beautiful sight. Oh yeah, I, we're also I, on this this train um, because obviously it's it's even more hilarious because we have two Mets fans that work for our company who incredible. also are co-hosts on the same podcast, Steve and Ben, um, who are getting the whole group chat. Fifty percent of the time, it's about golf. The other 50% of the time, it's them yelling about the Mets, and all I can picture is their text messages in the voice of Frank the Tank. That's that would be a good way to sum it up. That's kind of how I view all Mets fans complaining. It's just Frank the Tank. It's so just great. screaming and hooting and hollering. Oh, low Mets. Um, but where was I going with this? Is the real question. Oh, having two Mets fans work for yes, a that's where you were going. Um, I went full Mitch mode. You just did see that's yeah. What karma comes back around in the face of a turtle. Oh, speaking of the golf guys, Mets yes. golf guys. So we have this Mets whole bit. Guys. I have this whole bit going on with them in our group chat that mm-hmm. the Mets are rebuilding now. They're gonna have to shed some salary. Mm-hmm. Um, I want it to be known that third Mike on the Get in the Hole podcast when he is eventually done with his Mets contract, Jeff McNeil. Need it. He's a scratch golfer. I mean, that's just good for the brand. And when you tell him the name of the show, he's going to want to do it even more. He's like, I oh, mean, that's a perfect name for a show. It's an up-and-coming group. And how great of a heel turn would it be for a Mets fan to go to a Philly network and thrive more than two Mets fans? But he's with two Mets fans. So there you go. That's the kind of oxymoron type shit we got going on. So Jeff McNeil, I need you to come on Get in the Hole. You got a great name. I, I like and your name. The champ approves. Let's we'll we'll let's work on it. you becoming the third Mike with Steve and Ben. I think we can, and then go out and do content. Steve films Ben and Jeff McNeil. Steve, yes, have Steve film. Yeah, that's good content. Or I go out and film the three of them. Like, come on, the the possibilities are endless. More possibilities here in the underground than you do at City City Field. So just letting you know that, Jeff. Jeff, just letting you know. 
and your name is Jeff, and you want to work for Underground. Me. When I become German, that was weird. Okay, moving on. Or you talk now. Party pits. It's pa- party pits. Yeah. Shut up, we're, peeps. Yeah. We're, we're two months away from Oktoberfest. Relax. Oh, that's my f- I, dude, I want to go to Oktoberfest so bad. Just dressing in absurd garments and drinking pints of beer. I need like you in nothing. overalls. I feel like a lot of people would disagree, but I don't with you. I want to see myself in overalls. Or Lederhosen. If I'm going to wear overalls, I need to wear a hat, a red hat as well. Uh, I feel like that just needs to happen. Oh, it's hilarious. That's hilarious. Um, shall we get to your favorite segment, Pitts? Oh, dude. I got the feet up. I got my belt on me. Lay it on me. I love it. It is the NL East and Major League Baseball run differentials brought to you by our pals over at Wasted Wedge. New age of golf has arrived, everybody, and if you're looking to be the talk and envy of your group and create memories with your friends and family, look no further than the lineup of Wasted Wedge products and merchandise. These Wasted Wedges are a blast to drink shots out of on and off the course, and you can check them out on Facebook, Instagram, threads, at Wasted Wedge. And I got a nice little treat for the people, Pitsy. Oh, nice little treat for the people. Love treats. It is. Uh, it's National Golf Month, the month of August. Uh, really? And you guys, for free shipping at checkout, use code Summer Twenty Three for free shipping through the month Rough. of August. That's Summer Twenty Three at WastedWedge.com. Go get your Wasted Wedges; they're phenomenal. Uh, shout out to Wasted Wedge, WastedWedge.com. Pitsy the NL East run differential looks a little something like this. It's starting with the Atlanta Braves, who are 70 and 39. They've scored 619 runs so far this season. Booyaka, booyaka. What do you have their run differential at? Um, I'm going to go plus 114. No, no, not plus. No, 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 plus, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. I'm right. They are at plus 163. Okay, not that far off. I was in the triple digits. I, I got to give myself credit there. Plus 163 for the Bravos. Jesus. Then we go to the 61 and 51 Philadelphia Phillies. Scored 511 runs so far this season. Second most in the division. What's their run differential at? I'm assuming they're positive. They are. Plus 89. I fucking wish we'd probably be even more games over 500 if that was the case. We're at plus 18, though, which, if I'm not mistaken, Dude, might be our highest uh, positive run differential of the season. What a drop-off. Jeez, I wouldn't expect Nuts. that. I was trying to give you guys a little more credit there. Then we go to the dumbest team in baseball, the 58-55 and 55 Miami Marlins, who have lost All four right. in a row. Good. All right, we're coming back to reality a little bit. They've scored 460 runs, which is the lowest total in the division this season. Where do you have them at, Pitsy? Negative 14. I feel like... Negative 37. Okay. A little worse than the last time I was on here. But then we're still we go the to... negatives. The Lowell New York Mets at 50 and 61. They've lost six games in a row. Lowell Mets. Uh, 
They also blew it up at the trade deadline. Lol Mets. Uh, I saw well, they're in uh, rebuilding, Kyle. They're I rebuilding. saw a restaurant Kyle. sign that said all the Mets exes pitch in Texas. <laughs> you simply the best. That's just simply the best, if I put it. Oh, uh, they uh, they've scored 480 runs, which is the second fewest in the division. What's their run differential at? I'm going to go negative 66. I wish. It's negative 35, though, which is still hilarious. That's still really funny. That's still really funny. Then we go to... Here's the fun part, too. The Mets are 50 and 61. We're on Mets last place watch. The stolen franchise Washington Nationals are 49 and 63. One and a half games back of the Mets in the division. Now, it might not be the case after the next four games when the Phillies beat down on them, um, but we're on Mets' last place watch. I'm still here. My Apple Watch just told me to stand up. Uncle Stevie, at the end of the day, if the Mets finish in last place this year, I will be laughing like Berlizzi. Oh, I will absolutely laugh my ass off if the Mets come in last place. I'm the in. Nationals, winners of four straight. I've scored 487 runs, which is the third most in the division. More than the Marlins, more than the Mets. Wait, they they've, scored more than the Marlins and Mets? They've scored more, but that doesn't mean they haven't given up the most. Oh, that's true. Which that they have. Stock. Stolen franchise. What do you have their run differential at? So the Mets were negative 35. Negative 48. We're going to bump that on up. It's negative 83. Jesus, I was all over the board today. So there's your NL East run differentials. All right. Uh, I hope that's enough, Apple Watch. I want to sit down now. The NL Central still absolutely stupid. Every team is in the negatives except the second place now. They have bumped up to second place and leapfrogged the Cincinnati Reds uh, by semantics of one less loss uh, overall. One less lonely loss. Same win percentage, though. The Chicago Cubs... Have a plus seventy five run differential at fifty eight and fifty four. See, that's just nonsense. That is just straight up nonsense. Cubs are just hitting dingers like and scoring runs like it's nobody's business. But then and you know who they play next? They play the New York Mets next. Oh well, then they're not going to score any runs there. The Mets don't know how to score runs. They don't really know how to play baseball to do that. Then uh, the Dodgers have the second best run differential in the National League at plus 107. The wild card San Francisco Giants at plus 24. Diamondbacks have fallen off hard, Pitsy. They're one game over 500, and they have a negative 18 run differential. Oof. Uh, but Tough. the Colorado Rockies still with the worst National League run differential at 44 and 67 in the win loss column. Pitsy, they've it? given up 637 runs this season. Which puts them at a negative 158 run differential. Well, it's going to go negative 214. Now, 637 runs given up. We're closing in on a, a nice little pennant race for most runs surrendered in Major League Baseball. The Oakland A's oh. have given up 674. Rockies are right there. You can't see, you can't be in the same category as the Oakland A's in any way, shape, or form right now. It's just the Rockies it's have not a company to be with. The third most runs in baseball this year, most in the National League. 
the Royals at 36 and 77 have given up 602 runs. So that's the 600 runs surrendered club is the Royals, Rockies, and A's. It's uh, such a tough club to be part of. Kansas City at a minus 162. But Pitsy, your favorite game is guessing the Oakland A's. Oh my God, I love it. Oh. 32 and 80. Dude, just give up. Wave the white flag. Where's I'm Dido when you need her? I, I need that that wins under to hit so hard. How close are we? How's that looking? 59 and a half was the number. So they have to finish with 59 or fewer wins. And they're at 32 through We're in August. 112 it's, games. It's the sixth. I think you got like a got about month. Two months. I think you could do it. I think you could do it. They just can't win 28 more games. 28 games, that'd be 14 almost a month. Nine, nine series, is sprinkling a four game in there. I think it's doable. I think it's very doable because even if they go one out of, you know, win one out of three in nine, that's nine wins. You know, it's hilarious, too. We talked about this. You know, the Braves lost the series to the A's this year. They lost two out of three. That's so true. The Mets got swept by the Royals. (laughs) (laughs) And on trade deadline day, when they traded away Scherzer and Verlander, they lost in a walk-off balk. You know what? No, that is exactly how they should have lost on a day that they got rid of their two aces in the hole. You deserve to lose in the most ridiculous heartbreaking nonsensical way to the Royals to one of the worst teams in baseball. Yes. That is Lowell Mets to a T. Oh, there's not a team. I don't think this thing. I don't hate the Mets. I just laugh at them. I pity them because they're just so sad. You know, they're just so sad to watch. It's just every year. It's like a little kid on Christmas. Like I'm going to get my Xbox. And then you just find out that, Oh, well, you're not getting an Xbox, but here's a, it's a nice here's a Lego fruit race car. Yeah, here, here's some figgy pudding. <laughs> Figure out what to do with that. And a partridge in a pear tree, you scumbags. <laughs> you don't even have enough for two turtle doves, all right? Like, you're just not. They're just a sad franchise. I think what we're going to do this Christmas time, even though it is months away and we're not rushing summer, we're going to remix the 12 Days of Christmas, and it's going to be the 12 Days of Low Mets. Jeff McNeil has to get on there. Two traded aces. <laughs> well, just see, that's why we we have to. And a freak out from Frank Fleming. <laughs> We're doing it. We have to script that and come up with the oh twelve days of low mess. We have to. That would be so funny. That would do <laughs> two traded aces and a freak out from Frank Fleming. Is that's that's the chorus bars. That is That's the first bars. two right there. That's first just... two right there. All right. We only got what? Ten to go? That's nothing. Ten more days. <laughs> Ten more days? Oh, my God. We have enough creative minds in the underground to figure this out. A lot more creative. I mean, Matt, we haven't even. Oh. I just took Matt's spot here in the Sunday show. He could come up with some stuff on Wednesdays. It's going to be so good. Love the it. 12 days of Lowell Mets. You heard it here on August 7th. We're ahead of the game. 
We're so ahead of everything. That's what we do here oh. in the underground. Okay. But Pitsy, to get back to the the age. No, I need to know what their run differential is. Take, and take I a crack it. at it. They've given okay. up six hundred and seventy four runs. Can I get a hint if it's in the two hundreds? Oh, it is well into the two hundreds. Well into the two hundreds. Good. Um, because my guess initially was like around the two twenties. I'm gonna finish with my final guess. I'm gonna say two forty three. The, the A's would like to thank you for your patronage. Um, There's no way. Negative 271 is Dude, the give the fuck. Give the fuck up. Give, give up. Give. I'm sorry. I am all about hard work and trying your best, but you clearly aren't. So there's just no point in finishing the season. You know, like these kids, like do something else. Call up the minor leaguers and just throw a triple A roster so they get some MLB experience, and then, oh, no, that would cost them money. So money that they definitely don't have. So, mm. I got to find this. Maybe give, uh, like, like B and A for a day. Like, you know, they used to hold tryouts in, like, for football teams and whatnot. Like, B and A for a day. Danny, Viet- <laughs> Danny Vietti tweeted this. He is the host of the Wake and Rake podcast with uh, Will Middlebrooks, former Phil, oh, former I Red love Sox. Will. Jenny. Um, and does stuff for CBS Sports. Um, here's the 2021 Oakland A's roster. You ready for this? So see how far they have fallen. Here's their starting lineup. At catcher, Sean Murphy, gone. He's on the Atlanta Braves. Matt Olson, gone. He's on the Atlanta Braves. Jed Lowry, gone. Elvis Andrews, gone. Matt Chapman, gone. Mark Canna, Gone. Starling Marte. Gone. Ramon Laureano. Gone. DH Chad Pinder. Gone. Here's your starting rotation in 2021. Frankie Montes. Gone. Sean Manaya. Gone. Cole Irvin. Gone. Chris Bassett. Gone. James Caprellian. Still on the roster. They still got one guy in there. They have one guy from their starting rotation and starting lineup in 2021 still on the roster in 2023. That's insane. That is wild that like no one is there. Like they that is just like I, who is there? Like is there any big name no the one? Possum. The press box possum. He has to be the biggest star in that on that team. Uh, At least he's doing something, trying to get his face on the camera. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I think the Terrible. way that I think the way that I take pride in the Mets being bad, you do that with the Yankees. How great is it for the Yankees to be just piss poor bad? Dude, Even though I the Red Sox, that, Mike, you know, the Red Sox we are don't care. an okay season. Like, they're 57 and 54, but the Yankees are 58 and 54. Dude, the Yankees being equally as bad as the Red Sox makes my heart warm. And seeing Mike Stanton go 0 for 6 today was even more so. I, I hate... I don't. That's why I said I don't hate the Mets because of all the whatever. I hate the New York Yankees. I, I don't hate any. Team you don't hate the Mets sport. until the super divisions come. Oh, when the super division comes, we're gonna have alliances. It's gonna be like war. We're gonna have like the Allied powers over here in the underground. We'll have the Axis over in the Big Apple. Steve can just decide. Like I just am. I. That's what I want because that's what we like. I hate the Yankees with such a burning passion because they're so anti what we believe in as baseball and sports fans. And just 
it's a good reason. Like the Mets want to be the Yankees. I think that's another reason why like I don't hate them yet because they're trying to be something they're not. That's just your frauds. Where like they try to be that team that's big spender. We got the billion mm-hmm. dollar owner. Yeah. And then you throw a Verlander. He's sick. Scherzer, unbelievable. And you still suck eggs and you have <laughs> to get rid of them. Like that is fraudulent behavior. It's so good. It's so good. Um, yeah, I love it. One last baseball thing before we keep it pushing. Uh, Brandon Marsh got injured this weekend too. He's gonna be out two to three weeks with a bruised knee, no structural damage. So that's the big thing. He is on the injured list, but want to give some love and a shout out to my dog, Brandon Marsh. Um, because he is, you know, a core piece of this team, and hopefully he gets back healthy and is good to go, you know, for September. Uh, because the Phillies are gonna need him because he's a dog. Oh, um, let's go to the Eagles. It's brought to you by our pals over at Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. They now have an app that you can download in your app store. And just for downloading the app, when you open it up, you can claim a free pair of sunglasses. It's that simple. You can peruse the app for all their sunglasses, blue light glasses, prescription lenses, they're the best, and they are at a fraction of the cost of the big eyewear companies. Go to TomahawkShades.com or download the app in the App Store. And when you go to check out, use promo code USP for 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. That's promo code USP for 25% off at TomahawkShades.com or in the Tomahawk Shades app. Pitts the birds had open practice tonight. Looked like a good time. Everybody filled in the stadium. I've been to open practices in the past. Oh, they're awesome. They're a joy. Um, Eagles usually only have two per year uh, open in Lincoln Financial Field for the fans and everything, but it's a great time, especially with the nighttime ones where you get that night vibe of an open practice. And everything. Yeah, it's awesome. Super dope. Uh, but the birds make two signings today. Uh, during the day, they signed some linebackers as they agreed to terms with Miles Jack and Zach Cunningham. You were pretty pissed that we signed Miles Jack. I just love Miles Jack. Uh, he's such a good linebacker, hard hitter. And the Patriots, I felt like, you know, I'm not saying that the Patriots should have signed him. It's not where my argument's going. It's more in the fa- more of the fact that you know the Eagles are loaded. We've talked about it here. And they're still going out and getting guys like Miles Jack to improve themselves. And meanwhile, Bill Belichick's like, oh, what about that undrafted guy? Oh, he, he was a quarterback? Oh, he could return punts. Like, that's our mindset. And it's like, Bill, this isn't the early 2000s anymore. Like, the game has evolved. Like, you need talent to win Super Bowls, to win championships. And, you know, the defense may be one of the best in the league. I would say it's, you know, top three, maybe one, depending on how hey it goes. Now. But hey, now I know that I will stand on one thing with the Patriots and that the defense is I'm better. I'm saying that there's a team right here. In I'm well that's, aware. That's probably one of the top defenses in the league. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have Matthew Dog. You don't have the man who is him, Christian Gonzalez. But we have Brandon Graham, Dog, Fletcher Cox. Dog. Wait, we well, you know what? We'll James Bradbury, dog. Darius Slay, dog. Reed Ed Reed Blankenship, dog. We're gonna find out week one 
because I'm so excited to start the season. Milton Williams, dog. Jordan Davis, Georgia dog. Literally a dog. He's a Philly Kobe dog. Kobe Dean, dog. Philly dog. Nolan Kelly Smith, Ringo, dog. Oh, Philly dog. Philly dog. Jalen Carter, dog. Philly dog. I'm just trying to get it out there. I think they need to all wear that shirt. Need it. Need them to wear that. Yeah, it's the Eagles are. That's the thing that just pissed me off about it is that it's this team that I have been adopted into, and you're seeing them really do everything they can to give them the best talent around them. You know, stack it up so they can not only make the Super Bowl again but win it this time. And then on the Patriots side, just like, well, and Billy trusts like he's got a plan. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I go back and forth on my true thoughts on it at this point, but it's just, it's nice to see my friends doing well with their teams. Cause we've experienced a lot of success for so long. I, you know, it gets annoying. Sometimes it's a lot to deal with. So, you know, we'll pass it over to the other friend and we'll, I'll we'll tell be, you what, we'll be normal for a little bit. It is fun having a team that is so highly touted and being talked about as one of the best. Like I never That's really nice. like, Obviously, the Eagles went to four straight NFC Championship games in my youth, but the internet was a new thing. Twitter didn't exist. I was in elementary school, so it was like a totally different era of my life. Then we have, you know, 2008, a little more there. You know, I was a little bit older, but like still no Twitter for me, at least until 2012. So didn't experience it then. And then uh, the Chip Kelly era happens. Which, shout out Chip Kelly. If we don't have Chip Kelly, we don't win the Super Bowl. Then the Super Bowl year happens, which was just magical. And then last year happens. And now the Eagles are just viewed as this, like, superpower. And it is a very satisfying feeling, to say the least. To finally have, like, the, the team that is so talented that the national pundits are still trying to find a way to besmirch our names. And that's when you know you're good. That, yes. That's when you know that you, you've you made it as a local, you know, as your team. I mean, uh, when the national media starts talking about and them. People are still doubting Jalen Hurts. I'll let and them. Damian Woody is on f- fucking get up talking about how the Cowboys could be the team representing the NFC in the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, dude, and I am going to I'm going on a date with Madison Pettis in like two weeks because both those things that you just that we just said are very true. So, um, yeah, no fucking what? The Cowboys have their heads so far up their ass that they don't even know who's put Colin plays. Their best player is holding out right now. Zach Martin's holding out. You literally don't have an offense without your offensive line. As a Patriots fan, I know that all too well. Same um, as an Eagles fan. Oh yeah, true. You see, we get Best it. Best line in football. Jealous. Even you can attest to that. That's why I said jealous. I yeah. I I'm not going to debate that. I'm not going to try to sit here and say the Patriots have a great offensive line. We suck, dude. Look at Mac Jones running for his life, and if he's not, he's getting buried six feet under. Oh. Like, Did you see the viral? Um, it wasn't really. It was like very niche viral, but the uh, Carson Wentz Instagram post. 
I saw a meme of it where he was wearing an Eagles helmet. It wasn't a meme. That was real. No, I know, but I saw someone post it as a meme. Oh, yeah. That was real on his own personal Instagram. Yeah, it hurt my brain. That was like, wait. Eagles helmet, Colts shorts, Commander's practice jersey. Like, you trying to show off that you've been cut from three teams? Like, I just. Did you see the caption? No, because it was a meme. I will uh, pull up the. Was it like still grinding? Like they doubted me. Um, getting better season. I'm trying to think of just corny, like very generic captions that he would make. It was. If I can find, here we go. Um, back in the lab. Dot dot dot. Just looks a little different so far this year. Upside down smiling face emoji. Hashtag. Alternate uniforms, hashtag training camp 2023. I mean, yeah, that's like, why do you post that? That's attention. That's it. That's grabbing attention. Like that's just, that is the ultimate choose your own adventure football uniform. That's like, yeah, of life. That's like you and your buddies are going outside to play backyard football, and it's like we will we need to wear football attire if we're going to play football. That's like spin a wheel and determine what your outfit's going to be for the day. My thing is like, does he think that any team is seriously going to sign him? Like even for a backup role, he doesn't want to be a backup. He wants to be a starter. Like no team wants him. He'll get signed as a backup when somebody gets injured. Yeah, that's inevitable. So I, I could agree with that, but. Let, let's talk. Let's do. Let's do a little tear talk. Who are? Let's do top five teams. If their quarterback got injured, that would sign Carson Wentz. Girl, the first one that pops in mind is Rams. True, because I think even Carson Wentz is still younger than Stetson Bennett. Oh, true. Stetson Bennett is. Hey, you young young stallion. How do you do, what fellow kids? That's what it is. Yeah. The. the what is it? What's his Which name? Which is inevitable that Stafford's going to get injured. I thought Stafford retired. I'm just no, no. He feels dead. He I he won that Super Bowl and that felt like the end of his movie in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's like oh they made a spinoff. Okay. Um, I'll, I, give you, I'll give you my yeah, first give you one. one. Uh, Arizona Cardinals. Oh, good one. Really good one. Kyler's still out. You know, you're going to play Colt McCoy. They did. Colt before. got injured, has had injury issues in the past. Cardinals would not shock me. Plus, then they it, imagine if like Kyler's just still out because I think he's out until like December because he got injured late in the year yeah. last year. Um, imagine the Cardinals when they come to Philly and Carson Wentz, their starting quarterback with Jonathan Gannon as their head coach. They'd have to get police escorts out of the city. That, that, that's cinematic. I need it. Oh, I need to manifest that. That would be incredible. Cardinals are, are my first pick. Rams are a good one. Um, Packers. Yeah, no Rodgers. I would say Packers. Jordan that's, Love gets hurt. That can be he's close to yeah. home up there in North Dakota, eh? And he's already worn the green and yellow before. So, um, Packers could be one. All right. This kind of is crazy, but hear me out. It is a new, no, they wouldn't. Never mind. You know what? Screw it. I'm gonna go Titans. I was going to say Colts, but I was, I'm going Titans. 
Colts would be hilarious. Colts would be so funny. But, him again. but the Titans just, I don't think they know what they're doing on offense. No. Like you signed DeAndre Hopkins, but you have Derrick Henry. And not only those two factors, but you don't have a quarterback that could logistically get D-Hop the ball the way no. he needs to be. I just, in the Titans, I feel like Tannehill's going to go down at some point. Um, Malik, well, he's not ready. And then who is Malik? Malik Will- Willis. Willis. If he even makes the roster. That's the other point. So it's like the Wentz could sneak his way onto the Titans at some point. I got another one. Atlanta Falcons. Good choice. That's a good one. Desmond Ritter. I don't even know who their backup is. Oh, their backup's Taylor Heineke. That'd be hilarious. Heineke that would be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, How many dude. times do I have to tell you this, old man? <laughs> that would be great. That would be great. Um, I'm going to stick with that division. I'm going to go Panthers, too. Okay. Something tells. Who do, who do they have behind Bryce Young? It's not Baker. Oh, that's my... I was going to say, my next one's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers. So, Gamsky <laughs> South is looking pretty good. Outside of the Saints. Everyone else, fair game. Sidebar a little bit, staying on this, though. Um, I have a prediction for Derek Carr, MVP. If you don't shut your ass up. Shut the... No, it's going to happen. <laughs> Maybe MVP. A Nickelodeon game. I will take that. That is a valuable player award that Derek Carr deserves. Oh, I got to ask um, you this because it got announced. Uh, are you excited for the Nickelodeon Super Bowl broadcast? I was. I am very excited for this because I put myself. I kind of try to go back to when I was a kid, and I loved watching Nickelodeon. Obviously, and was always like, "Well, I do more sports because you know." And oh, the Panthers have Andy Dalton. That's what I was gonna look up. Um, the other, the other white ginger. Imagine choosing between Andy Dalton or Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. That is like, ugh. Do you want? Oh, I can't even. Ugh. You know what that's like? It's like burnt pizza, like really burnt pizza, because you still want it, because you know it's pizza and you know it's gonna get the job done, but it's not gonna. So it tastes good going down. There's going to be interceptions. There's going to be a fumble. You're going to throw it off the offensive line's helmet, but goddamn, with like 10 seconds left, that ball's going to find its way in the end zone, whether you did it or not. <laughs> I have another team All right. that Wentz could be possible for. Cleveland Browns. I had that thought. I had that thought. Uh, I just... Deshaun's going to play all year. Is he, though? I've stopped trying to uh, he stinks. give my thought. Deshaun? He stinks. I think the Browns stink. I think they should just be giving the ball to Nick Chubb every single play. Deshaun Watson stinks. And I'm not even talking about him as a human. I'm just talking about on the Oh, yeah. We haven't cooked. Um, Browns. I think I have one more team. That could be in the running for Carson Wentz. I actually have two more. First one. The Raiders. 
Oh, that is so like no. I mean, aesthetically looking, can they no. trust? Can they trust Jimmy G to get through a full season healthy? I don't think so. I don't know why we haven't got Stark technology to put into Jimmy G's knee because, like, the fact that he's that good but just can't stay healthy. It's the, it's actually the opposite of Carson Wentz, where when he's hurt. It's all to talk about the potential, and it just never lives up. It's like, oh, he's come back from injury. When Jimmy G's on the field, Jimmy G's legit good. I'm sorry. Why are, why are the Raiders just reassembling old Patriots quarterback rooms? Do you know who the Raiders' backup quarterback is? Yeah, it's Stidham. No. Yeah, it is. No, not anymore. Who is it? It's 97-year-old Brian Hoyer. Why the fuck? I thought... Dude, I thought Brian Hoyer retired. What? Well, it's Josh McDaniels. Yeah. He, he has a limited contact list. He's they don't dial, give you he's all be the dialing Carson's number real soon. I was going to stick with another team in the AFC West. Broncos country. Let's ride. I don't know if Sean Payton could mentally handle I think he could. Wentz. I think he would hit him. I think we'd have an Urban Meyer kick. I think Carson Wentz throws like three picks, and the third one is so bad that like allegedly Helen Keller. Sean Payton's turtle-looking face swinging a punch on Carson Wentz. <laughs> He'd storm out on the field and just clock him. Because there's just no other, there's just no other way to get through to this man. I need it. Just, I I kind of I need, need celebrity deathmatch claymations of John, of Sean Payton and Carson Wentz. That would be electric. Oh, that would be a good one. I had this thought that um, you're gonna if hate Kirk my Cousins, last team. If Kirk Cousins were to go down. And I only say this if it's like a season-ending one because they really don't have anyone to back him up because Kellen Mond, I think, is a fraud. But what if he went to the Vikings? <laughs> Kellen Mond catching strays. <laughs> He's just a fucking fraud. I can't. Dude, you don't get drafted to the Vikings uh, that late after having. No, you just. No, bye-bye. If he goes to the Vikings, good grief. If he went to the Vikings, that'd be hilarious. I... I want him nowhere near Foxborough. I want him. That was my last team was the Patriots. If you motherfucker, if you, if I see Carson Wentz, even take a visit to Foxborough, I'm calling, I'm calling the Minutemen. I'm calling the Minutemen. They're going to throw you in the Boston Harbor. Fine. Prez went to jail for his quarterback. I'll I'll get thrown in the Boston Harbor, <laughs> that dirty water. I love that dirty water. I'll get thrown in it for the love of my team. That's what champions do. Carson Wentz is the most like in-season injury signing quarterback for the Patriots. If he better fucking not wear that navy in red and blue, I know I'm not doing it. I got one more too because allegedly he was going to take a visit there and it'd be gross. You know how hated Carson Wentz would become. Good old Dakota Prescott gets injured. And he goes down to Dallas. I had this line. I was like, that would be the 
greatest thing ever. Jerry Jones would spin Carson Wentz like he's the next Troy Aikman. Jerry and Mike McCarthy and Carson Wentz are a trio destined for each other. That is Texas's holy trinity, let me tell you that. They'd be posting with their guns like they're fucking Republican politicians. On the field we wear blue, but off it we wear red. <laughs> on the field <laughs> on the field we wear blue and off the field we back it. No one crosses our thin blue star. I I just had a thought that I feel like this season I'm gonna constantly have the thought in my back of my mind. Okay, where's Carson Wentz? Like where we someone's are gonna we, be signing. Are we gonna go on Wentz watch this year? I think we. I think for just the sheer entertainment, sports entertainment factor of it, we have to go on Wentz watch. After that Instagram post, that was egregious. My man is going through it. Yeah, if you're posting with all three teams, that's like sending up you up. That's like sending you up text at three in the morning to three. Yeah, dressed people. in the dark. <laughs> Bro, I just, I, I'm so excited. Oh man, that's awesome. Oh, it's hilarious. That's oh man. Um, last thing here before we get to Brinkbach bump. Um. This is brought to you by our pals over at Trophy Smack. Guys, fantasy football drafts, they're coming up. They're sneaking up. We may have something fun to announce with Trophy Smack over the coming days, hopefully. Oh, I hope so. Um, there's no better way to upgrade your fantasy smack talk than with our friends over at Trophy Smack. They've got belts, metal wall art, trophies, uh, obviously. They've got rings. They've got now, like, chains with giant, like, plates on them to show up. They got the last place trophies, the last place banners. Go to trophysmack.com slash underground and upgrade your fantasy smack talk today. That's trophysmack.com slash underground to upgrade your fantasy smack talk. Uh, Pitts, the the world is is a fun place. Oh, this is so right fun. up your alley. Um, we're getting a new Super Olympics, allegedly, in 2024. Oh, this is, yeah. Where the athletes are legally allowed to take performance-enhancing drugs. Uh, let me tell and you. And get paid. Daniel Tosh had a stand-up bit a few years back about if, like, what his thoughts were on the steroids and all that. And he says, he, let them juice up all they want. How many home runs could you see if all of them hitting? That's exactly what I want with this. Imagine just juiced up athletes competing combat sports. You would just, it would be video game type fights. When it comes to other sports, they would do everything like superheroes or super freaks. I'm all here for it. I want to be entertained. I don't care how you do it. It's your body, not my choice. Just if you want to load yourself up with drugs and just go at it athletically, I, at least put it on television for me to watch. I'm for it. So this comes from The Guardian. Uh, an Olympic-style competition for drug-taking athletes. So I guess all of Russia is going to be able to go because... Dude, Russia's going to rake in the gold. They, uh, It's being launched by an Australian entrepreneur. Melbourne-born, London-based businessman Aaron D'Souza is the president of Enhanced Games, 
a coalition of athletes, doctors, and scientists. He plans to stage the inaugural games of no drug testing in December next year with two high-profile Australian athletes among those expressing interest. Five sports categories, everybody. Track and field, swimming, weightlifting, gymnastics, and combat sports will be on the program of the Enhanced Games to be held annually. If you're going to make this thing annual, I'm in. Take my money now. Annual. Take, take my money now. So of the sanctioned Olympic events that exist in the world, what other events would you want to see in the enhanced games? So what, track and field. So the ones that sports. are included, it's track and field, swimming, weightlifting, gymnastics, and combat sports. I need to see soccer. I... I'm saying I'm going to go with the speed element of drugs. Imagine how fast they'd go. Um, track and field, so that would count shot put too. Gymnastics? Holy shit. That would be pretty cool. Gymnastics swimming. Uh, archery? I'm just trying to think of everything out there. Let's get weird. Um, dude, I don't know why. Could you imagine drugged up people on curling? They would be sweeping the <laughs> shit out of that ice. That ice would turn to water real quick. <laughs> they didn't have water delays. <laughs> Melt delays. Could you imagine like a jacked up figure skater? <laughs> oh, I totally hit that spin. Yeah. Just getting so hyped. Like ripping off their shirt. He plays a real the US. The U.S. correspondent blasts Hulk Hogan's theme song, does his entrance, and just rips off his shirt. Mitz- I need... There, there's endless possibilities with this. I I need baseball. Yeah, I, I, yeah I'm thinking Olympic sports, but yes, I would agree. Baseball was in the Olympics. Yes, it was Olympic. Um, like, imagine the retired baseball players that just don't give a fuck. I'd like to see, yeah, like Rafael Palmero comes out of the, Roger comes out Clemens. of the game. Oh my god! I need to see the rocket. I love the rocket. Um, oh, I love some Roger other sports Clemens. that aren't like Olympic sanctioned, but would be sick. Darts. Darts. Like. No, I know what darts juiced up, meatheads. Persist like veins popping out of their heads. Throwing darts. Table tennis. Ping pong would be electric. Ping pong would be so cool. They would just use their hands. Yeah, you don't feel pain at that. You just smack at it. Um trying to I need I we need cycling. We need Lance Armstrong. Yeah. Come out of retirement. We all know you juiced. It's okay here. No one judges here. Um, I need golf. Oh, the drives would be insane. But then their short game might suffer. Putts would go through. Putts would be amazing. They would be mowing the grass. Oh, those putts would be speeding. <laughs> badminton. Um, yes. I need it. I need it. Just jacked up dudes playing badminton. Beach volleyball. Yes. That's see that water polo. Water polo would get violent. Could you imagine? 
unsanctioned water polo. Bows would be thrown. You'd have some kicks. Imagine they could be like flip like they could do some crazy shit in the water. We need hockey. Be. Bro, hockey hockey would get dangerous. Hockey would be very dangerous, but I'm for it. I'm so for it. Slap shots going at like 200 about, miles per hour. What if we had like a juiced up beer Olympics? <laughs> See, that's what's missing. I, I would love a juiced up Flip beer cup would be insane. Flip cup, cornhole, die. Die would be lit. Um, I'm trying to think of other games. Flip Beirut, beer pong. See, I got to send it to you. Bussin' with the boys did their beer Olympics with like the biggest celebrity roster of competitors that's incredible i'll send you the video it was unreal also did you see the picture of taylor lawan that they posted where it was like caption this and he was just posed like this yeah yeah yeah. did you see what we quote tweeted it with no nick Foles. (laughs) 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 yeah yeah, that's there There it is that's good that's good that's good I like that. It should have got more love than it did, but it absolutely got all the love. Maybe nine hundred mil, nine hundred thousand. It's over nine thousand. <laughs> it's over nine thousand. It's over nine thousand. Oh man, um, but yeah, the Juiced Olympic, the Enhanced Games. Let us know your thoughts on the Enhanced oh, Games man, the in the YouTube below. comment Need section, it. and what sport you'd want to see in the Enhanced so Games. So funny. Let's wrap things up with uh, a little brink bonk bump. It's brought to you by our friends over at Kenwood Beer, the official beer partners of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Maybe next summer we'll do a Kenwood Beer Olympics. Dude, I need it. I need a Beer Olympics. The only one I've ever been to or tried to set up. We had 30 people on the RSVP and five people showed up to a massive backyard. We left that shit so fast. I need a new one. I need one with the underground. We, need, we would need so many camera people. Expect. Do you know how entertaining I am in any sort of beer game? Oh my god! Yes, all of them on me. Let's go. Let's talk Kenwood. Uh, talk. You guys can go to KenwoodBeer.com. Use the Kenny tracker. See who's got Kenwood beer on tap in the Philadelphia or Pittsburgh area. Shout out to the Yinzers. Must be twenty-one or older to do so. And of course, please drink responsibly. You guys know the deal. It's Brink Bonk Bump. Who was money? Who was horny? And who needs to take a seat? Pitsy, I'll start with you. Who was money for you this week? Money for me, it's the man that's on my shirt right now. Listen, okay, look at Mr. Dan Campbell. Um, Dan Campbell has one of the best ideas, and I need to read more of the story into this to have it happen. Dan Campbell wants to put a live lion on the sidelines four Lions games and it was obviously rejected but how dare you reject MCDC like that all that man's trying to do is light a fire in this locker room have you seen any coach before try to do this do you think Matt Patricia even had the brain cells to think of this idea no hey shot Maddie P's on our coaching staff yeah that's the yeah you apparently need- he and Darius Slayer are good though they're they're good. They they smooth things out. Darius Slay said it in a press conference. He looked content. They're fine. They just want to win. That's what matters. Yeah, that's okay. Back to my one brain cell, Matty P. Rocket man. <laughs> His brain's full of rocket fuel. It just I 
I need this to happen. And the fact that you're not going to do it, do you know how many tickets you would sell? You know how much of an, uh, like, electric factor would be for the players to get behind like we have a line on the field like that brings another element to your team and i need them to find a way to do this because it's a money idea that just needs to be capitalized on uh my brink of the week is uh the phillies fans who cheered for trey turner the money it worked and uh job well done this weekend by the phil's fans down at citizens bank park they are they are my brink of the week uh pitsy who's your bonk who was too horny online this year this week i gotta call out my fellow wrestling community people on twitter you know i love you guys so much you know especially because you know that i take no nights off but this bailey shit man um this this poor woman can't post one video without an entire comment section reply section just going damn because she's just dragging that peach and it's just every time that any piece of content of hers gets put up they find a way to just get all uh you know hot and bothered in the replies and meanwhile i'm just like well what's this mean she said this what's this mean oh she said that about this championship and i just don't go that way with it because i'm a nerd when it comes to wrestling but all these guys are fucking horny online trying to get into bailey's dms and it's just like, calm down, guys. She ain't going after you. My bonk of the week. I don't know if you saw this circulating through social medias. Um, the the booty smacking world championships. So it's like the thing that's what? been going around, like the you know the slap fights that yeah are a thing now. Um, apparently, there's a version of this where it's just ladies in lingerie smacking each other's asses people are too horny <laughs> that's what this is a product of people are too horny too fucking horny man like what are we doing the booty smack dude that could be in the enhanced games imagine I'm, those dropped up i'm gonna send you this this tweet so you can was it sponsored by the daily loud former bonk of the week the daily loud that that could be like a two-time champ i i just they are consistently putting out some thirst traps it's not just loud oh man if i can find this here we go i'm gonna send this to patty pitts for the people just listening so he can get an idea of what i yeah so i can react to. to this online or on air here we go oh what's up <laughs> um <laughs> i'm gonna change my mind uh my bonk of the week is pat pitts <laughs> <laughs> like what are we doing dude what what are we doing what um <laughs> <laughs> Um, she's giving a little smile. Like she's kind of, I kind of might make the bonk this girl. Like I, I, no, that was an overhand. I didn't know that's horny. That's a horny slap. You're not, that's not a punishment sound. That is a horn. When you go hand over here, that, that is all sexual. I don't like it. And the fact that it's in an octagon, like a cage, like what, what are we doing? What are we doing? 
Oh my god, I can't believe that's that. my bonk of the week. That should be booty slapping it, world championships. Oh my god, that is a real thing I just watched. Oh my god, what world? Whatever simulation I'm in is fucking <laughs> incredible. Thank you, Tribunal. Pitsy, you're uh, bump of the week. Bump. Who's, who's riding the bump? Who's taking a seat? I hate. I'm gonna put me. Uh, you know the champ's gonna put himself on here. Um, and I, I, I don't think you think this is gonna go the way you go, but I am really upset with myself, Kyle. Um, I have not been as the champ of the Boston sports peeps. You know that's what I proclaim and all that. I have not been to a Red Sox game this year. And if anyone who knows me, I used to go to at least. Five to ten every year. It's when Dickie Pitts had the the hookup with Budweiser in the box. And even if we couldn't get the box, they would give us tickets. Fun fact for my birthday, they would give me tickets. And one year they asked, you know, what team do you want to go see? And the Phillies were coming into town. And this was like the cool Phillies, like Jason Wirth, Ryan Howard, Chase Utley. And I was like, I want to see the Phillies. And they got me not box seats, but like 12, 12 rows up. So I went down hung out with them pregame and it was like the coolest experience because I saw the Phillies guys that I was hanging with, not the Red Sox. Cool experience. But, um, you know, my friends are going to games and, you know, they have the deals where for nurses, I don't know if you know this, but in, uh, in Boston, they have deals for anyone who works in the medical field where it's $5 tickets after the first inning. So once first pitch happens, you go to the gate, show your license that you work for Boston medical, the BI, whatever. And, they give you a $5 ticket, you, you and whoever. And the fact that I haven't capitalized on that or at all, um, I, I got to take a seat and purchase some tickets on my laptop because, you know, that that's one of my favorite things of summer. You know, we're to, you said on the show to start things up, to don't rush summer. And it feels like I, I'm rushing through it with all my work and stuff. Fantasy football starting back up. Wrestling just never takes a day off, obviously. I have to take a day off. And, and not rush things and enjoy the, the simple things in life, like going to uh, America's greatest ballpark. Yeah, Yankees Red Sox on September 11th. Oh, September. Wait, what day is that? I believe it's a Monday. Because I have a lobster party on the 9th. That's the most Massachusetts thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I have a lot. Dude, it's uh, my friend Martina. It's her end of the summer bash. It's a lobster party. It is a Monday because the Phillies have a doubleheader on September 11th. You best believe I'm betting on Nick Castellanos' home run. Okay, there's where I can say this. Yeah, 9-11, Nick Castellanos. Doubleheader. Doubleheader. That's two home runs a game. Shout out just, to the boy. Just, just book it. Just book it. Just book it. Uh, my bump of the week is going to be all of you sick, twisted fucks who continue to try to make the Kelly Green Eagles jerseys the normal jersey for the birds. Shut the fuck up. It's a great alternate jersey. It's great to break it out twice a year. The Eagles do not need to go back to Kelly Green full-time. It is an era of losing football in this city. It is an era of no success 
and you're just clinging to your childhood, which was just filled with losing. Shut the fuck up. The midnight green jerseys are elite. The blackout uniforms are the best in all of sports. The Kelly greens look great. I was very impressed. But it doesn't need to be the full-time uniform. Now, I want your thoughts on this, too, because you said Kelly Green brings up an era of bad football being played. Um, God damn it. It's an era of bad football that, that was played. But anywho. But anywho. So my point that I want to make about the Patriots, because I feel it's the same with the Red. Um, you know, the red era of Patriots football is just abysmal. I've talked about it with my dad a lot. And now that you had the, it's the Navy blue with Tom Brady war and all that. And now what they're doing with Mac and everyone wants the red. I love the red. I think it's a good throwback and you need to have it every year, but it should not take over and become the, you know, full-time uniform because it does have that bad era. It has that bad juju we'll say, and we have good juju now. So, and like people online, like saying we need the Kelly green with the current, like uh font and script. It looks like trash. And then somebody trash. said, Oh, we need the midnight green with the old school logo. My boy, shout out to Seamus Clancy. He's going to be coming on this podcast during football season for sure. He covers the Eagles for uh Philly boys. Quote tweet at all caps. Four man mills. <laughs> it's a great tweet. That's because that's tweet. exactly what it looked like. It looked like a bootleg Foreman Mills jersey. That's tough. That's it's terrible. So, tough. so yeah, all you sick fucks that are trying to make Kelly Green a permanent thing, shut the fuck up. Take the bump. Ride it. Sit down. Stop it. Get some help. Get stop it get some get help. some help that's all we got for you guys this week make sure you're following us on the socials twitter facebook instagram uh tiktok threads at underground phi and facebook.com slash underground sports phi follow pitsy on twitter at pat underscore pits and on instagram and threads at pitsy 35 follow me twitter kbizzl 311 instagram threads K-B-I-Z-Z-L-E-1-1. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. It goes a long way for helping this show continue to grow. We're heading into our busy season. We're going to be pumping out crazy content this year, and uh, you're not going to want to miss it. So go subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's where you get full video episodes of this show twice a week, full video episodes of every show on our network. We just confirmed uh, that the Vineland High School Football Coaches Show is back again for a sixth season. That's going to be on our YouTube channel in a big, big way, uh, and you're not going to want to miss that if you're a Vineland High School football fan. It's going to be a blast with myself and Coach Guzman, so... That's coming up very, very soon. Vineland football just three weeks away. Three weeks away. It's crazy. Uh, Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We need to get to 600 subscribers before the end of the month. And we really need to get to 1,000 before September 4th. Otherwise, DJ is going to Alaska. We we need DJ relatively close to the East Coast. Yeah. Um, So go subscribe to the YouTube. And uh, 
Get your merch, phiapparel.co. Use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any and all orders. And, of course, this show is presented by the City of Vineland. And the City of Vineland Municipal Calendar features city-organized, city-sponsored, and city-affiliated events that are of public interest. The calendar, which is accessible at vinelandcity.org, is a good way for residents and visitors to build awareness, remain engaged with city government, and participate in local events. You can also follow the City of Vineland on social media via their Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube pages. Through these tools, you can stay connected to the community and get important announcements about programs and services offered by the city. Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. And big thank you to Security 21 Security Systems and Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated for their continued support of this podcast. This has been episode number 557 of Underground Sports Philadelphia, presented by the city of Vineland for Pitsy MKB. Till Wednesday night, myself and Matt. Matt will be fresh off of uh, the boy Dom's bachelor party. But until then, we are getting the heck up out of here. We are signing off. Peace. I'm a